0: Morning and welcome to WNHH's Radio Dateline New Haven. I'm your host Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make New Haven tick. It's Mayor Monday. Mayor Tony Harp is back in town from China. Is here to, for her weekly Mayor Monday checkup to let us know what she found out on the other side of the world. Welcome, Mayor Harp. Nice to see you back.
1: Good to see you. It's great to be back.
0: Okay, we'll find out why that is. <laughs> if you have a question for the mayor, feel free to pop it up via Facebook Live. You Go to the New Haven Independent Facebook page, and you'll see the video right there. You put your question in. And thanks to Gateway Community College and Bertram Moses PC for providing financial support for today's program. Ten days in the People's Republic of China. And you're yeah. back, Mayor Harp. How'd it go?
1: Uh, it was really um, a, a wonderful trip. It was... Um, a great opportunity to see what is going on on the other side of the world. It was um, um, it was really a, a phenomenal experience.
0: Now, you have you ever been there before?
1: No, I've never been to China before.
0: How long was the flight?
1: Uh, 15 hours.
0: <laughs> How'd you do?
1: I did really well because um, you know you can um, you can sleep. Some people slept, uh, or you can watch movies. You know, so. I, and kind of catch up on all the movies. Any good you movies? Well, you know, the first movie that I, I I watched, I watched a lot of old movies, so I watched Funny Girl, and I mm-hmm. watched <laughs>
0: Barbara Streisand.
1: Yeah, and I watched The Joy Luck Club. Oh, and yeah. Okay. So that was kind of um, interesting <laughs> about Chinese American life, and uh, and and I think that's all that I did on that one. I read a a, a little bit, and I think I someone saw got you said you
0: had a special book someone gave you.
1: I did have a special book, but I left it at home. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, uh,
0: the first question every Jewish person asks after a trip Uh is the most important question: How was the food?
1: Oh, the food was phenomenal. It was um, was wonderful. You know, they serve their food differently, and and our the people that worked with us through Yale China did a lot of the ordering. So, you know, you sit on these big round tables with lazy susans in the middle. And then they just start bringing out all of this food for you to try, and uh, do they
0: tell you what it is? Like, do you know whether it's dog? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, we had some people on the trip who were very, very careful about asking what everything was, and uh, we were, we were not offered dog at any point.
0: Because <laughs> I think in the old days they did. I mean, if visitors came. There's nothing wrong. I mean, that's what you know.
1: There was when we we had the dinner with Mayor, Hu, of Shangsha. Oh, okay. Um, they did have donkey on the menu. Was it good? Uh, you know, I didn't know I was eating donkey at the time, and I tried it. It was, you know, it tasted like duck to me. Okay. I it really, I thought it was duck. It was a little <laughs> <well> duck. <done. laughs>
0: what was the best thing you had to eat?
1: Uh, you know, there was this fish, they, they cooked their fish whole, and uh, I don't know the kind of fish it was. It was like a, a medium-sized fish, the crust on it was really flaky. It, you know, and I'm not used to this, but you know, but I thought, oh, I'm going to try this and I'll just deal with it. Um, <laughs> but but you eat it with your chopsticks. The meat just falls off of the bone. It was very, um, it was a very mild, tasty fish and very easy to eat, even though it was all in one piece there, which again I wasn't used to. <laughs>
0: Well, now that we got the most important part of your trip out of the way, <laughs> just backtrack, let people know what we're talking about. You led a delegation of how many people?
1: Uh, there were about 22 people altogether.
0: And this, you were making some history. You were We have a new sister city of Changsha, China. Right. And you took a delegation of 22 people, public and private sector, mostly not government. You had Yale China Association. You had the Albertus Magnus College. And you were a um, real estate person, I believe, was on the trip. So you were there, I believe, with two missions, correct? One was to formally um, c- complete our process of becoming sister cities with right. Changsha, China. Mm-hmm. And to not just in Changsha, but in Beijing and Hong Kong as well, you were trying to drum up business for New Haven, investors from China to invest in New Haven. Is that an accurate?
1: Uh, that's accurate, Yeah. So
0: tell me, let's go one by one. So, so wh- wherever you'd uh, like to start.
1: Okay, so we'll start at the beginning. Uh, the first city that we visited was Beijing, and uh, we met with the um, the Yale Club of uh, Beijing in this phenomenal building. Um, they have the most beautiful building um, that has wonderful appointments. And I didn't hear or see anybody, but when we walked around a corner into this big room that had sort of like Stadium style seating. There must have been a hundred people in that room, and in that room, we we wanted to let people know about opportunities for investment and about the progress we've made as a city. And so we spent some time doing that. So, like,
0: what what did you tell them about opportunities, investment, and what did you tell them about the progress that would want? Because I know real estate investment trusts, for instance, are one big area that Chinese investors look this country for. You were telling them about our. Apartment market. We tell them about the Mill River Industrial District. What specifically? So, what was on the agenda?
1: So basically, I I told them about um, the development that we were doing the Hill to Downtown. Oh yeah. Uh, development. The uh, development on Route 34. Uh, the opportunities for Mill River, and I was also letting them know about the progress we've made um, in terms of crime reduction and and uh, those kinds of things as well. There were. A number of people there that you know had an interest. Um, we um, were looking at trying to find perhaps investors so that we can be more authoritative around the transit-oriented development that is going on um, uh, across from the, uh, the railroad station, as well as the um, upgrading the current garage and the retail there, as well as the new garage, which. Um, is a is something that we thought might be of some interest for so you thought a ordinance. private
0: owner might want to do the garage
1: or a, a public private partnership
0: okay that's um, interesting now is that the state of connecticut's control that second garage ultimately? well right
1: now it is but uh if we could come to the table with resources money yes that's which, interesting which could um uh, we could create a public private but the the public could be a combination between the state of Connecticut, the city of New Haven, and then the private. If we could get the private folks to come up with the money, because the thing that really was uh, apparent, it, at least for me, is that most people have the wrong idea about what China is. It, you know, all of you know how we hold on to history and mm-hmm. historic buildings. Well, they don't do that there. When you go into um, some of the, like Beijing. Particularly downtown, which is a huge downtown, humongous. Um, You don't see anything that looks old. And now remember, you know, like this, this place has been a place for over three thousand years. And you don't see the only place that you see some vestige of that is in the Forbidden City, and that is surrounded by all these skyscrapers. They don't live in; uh, they don't have individual housing like we do. Uh, they um, they tend to live in in skyscrapers, which makes me a little uncomfortable. But um, but when what you see going there is like New York times three, um, mm. and uh, and the and the wealth that you see displayed, and the improved infrastructure that you see is meaning just, they
0: have like fast trains and
1: they have fast trains. We I'll tell you later. We went on a, a train that went. 195 miles an hour. It was kind of cool.
0: Was that? <laughs> does that go she, Hong Kong to Beijing or something?
1: Uh, that was from Shanghai to, to Hong Kong. Well, Shanghai goes to. It was from. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we went to the Central South University, which uh, a portion of it, the core of it, was started by Yale students. Believe it or not, it has become bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, but they still recognize that core. And uh, the woman president of that university, which is humongous compared to uh, anything that we have here. That Yali University? No, that's um, um, Central South University. Uh, It's in Changsha, too. Um, But we went to Yali. I'll tell you about that. Um, The woman who is their president of that university actually designed the bullet train that took us from Changsha to almost uh, Hong Kong. It's going to get into Hong Kong probably in a couple of years. Uh Because Hong Kong is still, even though it's part of China... It's separate.
0: Mm-hmm. And just remember, you've always wanted to have that fast train from oh, New yeah. Haven to New York, and that's nothing compared to what they're doing.
1: And one of the really interesting things that in my discussions with Mayor Hu from uh, Shangsha is that the city of Shangsha owns the patents for the magnetic rails that they have there. Mm. And he had an interest in seeing whether or not that would be some kind of technology that we as a city would be interested
0: in. You mean to do local maglev transit? Yeah. Because do we have enough density for that?
1: Um, you know, I don't I don't even know exactly how it works. He was trying to explain it to me. Um, well, you're, your translation. Far, you're much
0: further ahead than I am, I'm sure. <laughs> I always try to stand maglev, and some do a gravity and that kind of stuff, right? Oh, and
1: that's basically what he says. You know, you can have some that are up really high and on these sort of podiums, but either way, the train doesn't actually sit on what we would consider a track. It's a little bit elevated. Then there's some at ground level, and then there's some underground. That was the other thing that I thought would be an interesting technology transfer. Is they do a lot of work, you know, building tunnels. Which, um, and as you know, the um, the um, railroad proposal by RPA, uh, the Regional Plan uh, uh, Association, that is, we're a part of, is. New York, New Jersey, and, and part of Connecticut. Uh, they, their idea, which is kind of foreign to us, but it wouldn't be there, is to build a tunnel, a rail tunnel from Long Island, uh, or from New York City, into Connecticut. Um, and it, when you hear about it, knowing what we know about tunnels here in this country, you would think, oh, you know, that's impossible. Well, the tunnels they have there are phenomenal. I've never been in a tunnel. Almost all of our tunnels go straight. They had a tunnel there that actually went in two different directions. It was just, it's just the technology there is just amazing.
0: Mm. So, to, And we'll get to Bobby's calling. Mayor Harper's talking <laughs> to us about his her trip to China. I want to talk about that maybe the whole hour if we can. I'm so interested in this. But to summarize so far... Mayor Hu of our new sister city, and we did become sister cities, right? Right. Mm-hmm. In Shangsha, that they own the patents on magnetic transit. Right. And that he spoke to you about maybe applying that to some projects here, whether it would be within the city or even taking a second look at this possible cross harbor underwater well, tunnel.
1: The, uh, and that's kind of what I thought, but they have the technology to build these tunnels really quickly. Mm. which, um, you know, I, I don't know, maybe we have it, but we tend not to use it if we do. Mm. And they use tunneling all the time there. Almost everywhere we went, there were tunnels everywhere. Um, and so I, I think that we shouldn't just sort of like write tunneling off, mm-hmm. which is what I was willing to do based upon my experience with American tunneling.
0: Now, uh, but, and, and then you also just talked before that, before, I don't know if I interrupted you, you were talking about a pitch when you were speaking, I guess it was at shang about maybe having Chinese investors when you were at the Yale Club. Oh, I'm sorry, that was that in was Hong Beijing, Kong, Beijing. Huh? And that, um, that you spoke up the idea of maybe a public-private partnership with investment in a second garage. Now, were these mostly Yale people who do business in China?
1: Uh, it's, it, a lot of them actually now live in China. And you know, for the past one over 100 years, um, people from China have been coming to Yale for their education. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it was really uh, Chinese nationals who had been educated here at Yale. And did any say they're following up with you? Uh, No one really said it, but they they expect, you know, we exchange cards. We have -hmm. the conversation. So do you have
0: people who, like Matthew Emberson, is going to follow up with?
1: uh, Yeah, we do have tons of people and people who will follow up with us.
0: And who's going to be your point person on that?
1: Well, it will likely be Matt, yeah. um, All right. Between Matt and Andrea, they'll work together on it.
0: And the point person here on Mayor Monday is, as usual, Mayor Tony Harp, who's here to give us a rundown, and we have a special edition today, because Mayor Harp led a delegation to our new sister city of Changsha, China, also into Beijing and Hong Kong, and I can't wait to hear about the rest, but Bob has been so patient, sitting on the phone now for six minutes and 41 oh seconds. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Bob, thanks for holding on, man. If you can, we'd like to focus on the trip to China today.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I got one local question, but I I did want to ask the mayor, I think, a very important question about her trip to China. How is this beneficial to New Haven residents, mayor? Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Well, we met with, um, our delegation met with specifically about eight companies that um, some had a more long-term, but some had a short-term interest in having a presence in the United States associated with a uh, research university and so um, we have uh, some companies that we think we'll be able to bring here that have an interest in doing R&D here and will hire people here so that's what we were trying to have happen.
0: Wh- which were those companies?
1: Um, you know I, I can get you the list of the companies but we met with one um, company i don't i didn't bring my company it's list okay
0: it was this in beijing or hong kong or Changsha. this
1: was in Changsha. in Changsha. yeah in
0: our new sister city our new sister and where did city. you meet with them
1: uh we met with them at the uh intercontinental hotel we had a, a little room set up and and we sort of brought them in um one by one uh, one by one, and we sat down, and we told them about our city, and they told us about their business. So what
0: are they looking to do? What kind of R&D? Were they all R&D, the eight? Uh,
1: these, the t- the, and
0: that's research and development.
1: Yeah. Um, they were interested in um, further developing um, uh, transit um, initiatives, the first group, and working on uh, developing uh, uh, engines that are a little bit better, and working with um, they, they, what they kind actually, of engines? Well, they, they work with a certain kind of fiber, which is very, very thin. And then you use that fiber in um, airplane engines. Mm. And so they thought that um, being here, working on R&D, and then uh, UTC, Pratt-Whitney um, use, um, make those engines for airplanes, and that this would be a good place for them, so that's why
0: spacecraft engineering was recently <laughs> sold, and they're expanding. And you know, that's John Soto's right, company, right. his father, and they, they make the commercial uh, and military jet um, engines I as had well. I have one other question. Oh, so, so Bob, I just want to well, thank, Bob, you, Bob, anyhow, thank you, Bob.
1: but Bob does. So those are the kinds of things we met with another group of of uh, of at that particular meeting. Uh, two women who were entrepreneurs and um, and had wanted to sort of link thirty other companies. With us. And what do you so, mean, that What are kind of they companies? Like tech companies? A lot of them. Some of them are tech. Um, some of them are uh, do uh, components for advanced manufacturing. I guess you could also say that that's tech. But
0: is this a research company again? Research companies, as opposed to the actual factories?
1: Um, it's more. Uh, people are more interested in doing R and D here. I think that's where that they get sense. the yeah. uh, the biggest bang for their buck.
0: So they get skilled labor people who. Right. So you now I'm hearing a transit theme. You know, whether it was the tunnel people and the patent they have in Shangsha, mm-hmm. or whether it's the garage when you were in Beijing or whether it's the first R&D company potentially coming to New Haven, you mentioned the thing you mentioned was engines. Is transportation sort of the theme that you came back with? Well,
1: it, it kind of was the thing that I came back with. We met with another company that also has a, 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 we met with two companies that dealt with water. And I thought, you know, we're, as we can see today, we're, uh, a place on the earth that has plenty of water and uh, our uh, regional water authority um, is always interested in businesses that need a lot of water and so uh, we met with um, one company that mineralizes water which um, well that that purifies it and then remineralizes it um, because a lot of the water that we get that we buy doesn't have adequate amount of Minerals, and they tried to make sure it's the appropriate pH balance as well as uh, mineralization. And then another company that um, has a, a a new patented way of actually um, of uh, you know purifying water.
0: So that when it, that would that again, that's not manufacturing; it's R and D. Or are they actually looking to use the water here?
1: They are looking to use water here. Oh, okay,
0: and, and and Bob, I'm sorry, did you have another question before we get back? Yeah,
1: my, your... one other question I had, and I'll, I'll let you go. It's a local question. Um, maybe the mayor can bring us up to date on the uh, the building on Norton Street and finding housing for these people who have been on the news. In, At uh, 66 them, and that's sixty six Norton. And they still haven't found housing. I guess is the question. Thank you
0: so much, Bob. Thanks a lot for calling yep. in into Mayor Monday.
1: Thank you, Bob. Um, we're working with the Housing Authority. As you know, this is a really tight housing market here, and we are trying to get people out as best as we can. And, you know, I think the thing that is a really good news story is that if uh, our Livable Cities Initiative and our building inspector and our um, fire marshals hadn't all been working together, those people would still be living in those buildings and so um, I'm really proud of the fact that we've 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 recognized that there are problems with these buildings and that we are working as hard as we can to get these families out
0: all right well thanks for the call and thanks everybody for listening to Mayor Monday we have a special edition today with Mayor Tony Harp she just got back from leading a delegation to China to try to strengthen our ties across the oceans and build up business so Mayor Harp you talked about meeting with eight um, companies from China who are right. interested in possibly doing in New Haven, and you met with them at the Intercontinental Hotel in Shanghai. Of those I, eight, was there any follow up, any further there, interest?
1: There will be follow up with, uh, with, with probably with all of them. The one R and D company with the wire they want, they 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 would like to locate it in the United States in a year. They're going to be coming to New Haven uh, this um, summer as well. The 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 two. Um, Women that we met with that are uh, have done the mineralization of so water. So the two
0: water companies are visiting,
1: and the and the wire company
0: with the wire company,
1: the wire company that of a
0: thin fiber that does the jet engine parts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting? Maybe you should bring them to uh, to spacecraft.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's interesting. So, do you feel that the trip just? And we're going to talk about other aspects of your trip because there are a lot of aspects of this trip and a lot of roles that a government has in dealing with other governments and building our relationships abroad narrowly on this point about trying to track business to New Haven. Was it worth it? Do you feel like you have some real leads here?
1: Yes, I think that it was worth it. I I absolutely believe that it was worth it. And for, um, not just for businesses, but also for professional talent. There were a number of people that we met with at uh, Yale Beijing that had an interest of coming over and working. These were engineers for Just you know, like a quarter or something. They just want to be able to, to uh, come and um, and share their talents here. So I think that's another. And where
0: would they do that through existing companies? Yeah, what was?
1: Well, you know, the engineers. Actually, I'm looking at the city of New Haven, our engineering department. That might be.
0: What would they like? They'd have an interesting person to work with. Giovanni's in, you know, sort of a younger person doing some cutting edge stuff, especially green technology. Mm -hmm. What was the interest? Did you say we'd like to do that kind of exchange? Was this Changsha?
1: This was uh, at, at Yale, uh, Beijing.
0: Yale, Beijing. And what they were just saying they want to come just to do sort of a, a visiting fellowship.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what they, they sounded like they were interested in doing. And I thought that was interesting and would create an opportunity for businesses here as well as for the city itself. That
0: mm-hmm. well, it sounds really interesting. Now, did you also have any fun? Like we saw some pictures <laughs> we ran Yale, China, sent us photos. We've been publishing pictures of your mm-hmm. trip. I like them. I like looking at these pictures. They show mm-hmm. the Great Wall of China. I'm not sure what the Forbidden City is. You just mentioned it a ago, the one part that oh, doesn't look like a modern metropolis.
1: So the Forbidden City is, a, I don't, I'm, I'm not altogether sure why they call it. I, the, it. It was the seat of government under all of these various Chinese dynasties. And, you know, honestly, I probably need to... To read a book and write some notes. But you said
0: the architecture was different. Everyone else was like it this modern like, New York Times City Times three.
1: It looks like what you would expect Chinese architecture to look like with the little curved roofs and mm-hmm. and the beautiful tiling on the roofs and the red buildings and the gold paint and all of that. Um, it looks absolutely like that, but it's the only place <laughs> in China that does, uh, which was surprising to me.
0: And you, um, you visit the Great Wall of China,
1: right? And but let me tell you about the For- Forbidden City. It's where the seat of government was, under uh, where the emperors lived, and the emperors' wives and concubines and all of the people that served them. Um, uh, there were three thousand servers who lived on those premises too. And in order to actually get to where the emperor lived. You had to go through what appeared to be three football fields to get in. Uh. Uh, it was very interesting. But at any rate, it looked, um, they've maintained it for thousands of years. Um, and so, okay, go ahead.
0: No, no, I missed <laughs> everything You have to talking about the trip. You went to the Beijing Opera.
1: And the, yeah, we did go to the Beijing Opera and, you know, their costumes are opulent we saw. Um, I saw the
0: costumes. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I sent those.
1: Yeah, and they they also um, before the, the the opera started, they had a gentleman there that was going through the process of putting the makeup on and getting dressed for the opera. That's the photo we got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting. You know, it's um, Chinese opera is an acquired taste, but you know, like it was it was. It was it was worthwhile to see right,
0: broadening horizons culturally.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Mayor Harb, you there was a, a sort of feminist twist to this trip. You met with other people who, like yourself, are women in leading roles that were traditionally male. Right. For instance, I don't the chief executive of the government of Hong Kong, Carrie Lam. Yes, I'm not her. called governor is she? she?
1: She's called chief executive.
0: Here You'd think that's business. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, and you met with her. I did. Was I, she the first woman?
1: She was the first woman in all these thousands of years wow. to be uh, the head of government in Hong Kong. So,
0: what was the situation? What was the circumstance of your meeting with her?
1: Well, I, you know, it was a, a meeting that the Yale China and um, and Andy Wolf was your a,
0: cultural affairs person really put this together.
1: Put this together, and was an opportunity to meet with her and to talk about ways in which we could do uh, we could exchange. Um, she had they're doing phenomenal things as are we uh, on biomedical we're doing the similar if not more here in New Haven Um, she's looking for talent and opportunities they're also doing a lot on artificial intelligence and you know some of those buildings that I saw I thought to myself it reminds me of those movies where the buildings start to move they look like (laughs) anthropomorphic they almost look like people <laughs> you know but at any rate um
0: the matrix or something
1: yeah they uh they looked um they they are really interested in uh, beefing up their artificial intelligence uh they are interested in um uh life sciences and uh, those sort of things and they want to get talent from throughout the world to come to hong kong they will give them free space i think for um, two to three years. Huh. Um, and they just want them, they're trying to build a critical mass that looks like the Silicon Valley. So that's why you
0: hear people running for governor in, New, in Connecticut this year talking about the same kind of thing, keep people space for a couple of years. So how do we fit into that?
1: Well, you know, I think that one of the things that we would like to do is to do something similar, is to offer an opportunity for exchange for people. So two-way? Yes. For people in um, Hong Kong uh, to come to to New Haven, would there be and ways to versa. just start
0: companies that had operations in both cities and markets in both cities?
1: Well, that's one of the things that we we are looking at. We wanted to say that for those companies that want to have a presence on the East Coast of the United States, that we in New Haven here are open for business. We'll do everything that we can to. Um, to make it a, a place that they would like to be. Now, business. before
0: we move on to the sister city aspect of your trip to China, Mayor Harp, here on Mayor Monday at on WNHH mm-hmm. 103.5 FM, live streamed at newhavenadvent.org. Anything we didn't touch on about business development?
1: No, I think that we pretty much um, covered business. De- well, there was one thing that, um, and, and I did the Shangsha, and. Um,
0: oh, it's Shangsha?
1: Shangsha, really. Shangsha,
0: so it's not Shangsha. That's the <laughs> it's
1: kind of like, yeah, like this, You do, kind like of have ch- to do it nasally somehow.
0: Changsha, okay.
1: Shangsha, anyhow, anyhow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but we can say Shangsha here. But at any rate, um, we also did um, a, a one day visit in Shenzhen, and and that's right outside of Hong Kong, about four hours. I didn't attend that one. Um, um, Daryl Jones, my controller, Andrea Scott, executive assistant, and Taisha Walker attended that one. The second company that they met with, that wants us to keep in touch with them quarterly, had just met with um, Henry Lee. Oh, <laughs> and is a really good friend of um, of of his and has an interest in this area. So that that was a surprising thing. So All that right. was the only thing on business that. Jesse writes in. Interest.
0: Welcome back, boss. Great <laughs> first step, business development and diplomacy. Great job. All right, Mayor Harp. Um, the first, not the first order of our business, but the original order of business is we become sister cities. I believe it's our ninth one. I could be wrong on the exact Eighth. number. Eighth, mm-hmm. with uh, Shangsha. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not pronouncing right, but getting closer because I can't closer. really do the nasal thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, and you had a ceremony with yes. this mayor who, and what where did the ceremony take place and what was it like?
1: Well, they have a, a place that is sort of like uh, an, a community, really, of buildings that they do. Um, I would imagine that they, they, they have uh, conferences there and that sort of thing. So we were in one of those buildings that was set up for meetings. And they set them up in what I'm told is the British uh, style which means that each delegation has people on one side of the room. The two uh, the two mayors are in the center, and um, and the way that it, it works, everything is very formal there. The mayor uh, mayor who
0: were you wearing red?
1: Uh, no,
0: because no. that's your color, <laughs> and you were in <laughs> red China. I, know. I know. <laughs> I kind of I thought you'd be there. did have a red jacket on. That's <laughs> on what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's a me,
1: Oh, no, no. Uh, but at any rate... Um,
0: I'm just picturing it. That's why I okay, up Okay, well, head. navy
1: blue. Okay. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> Colorblind anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so he he goes, he gives a long sort of speech about shang Sha and um, what it's accomplished and the relationships that, that New Haven has had with them and about how um, delighted they are to become a, 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 a strong friend they didn't like the word sister city he didn't use that. He used friendship more than than um, sort of like the sister city um, terminology mm-hmm. um, according to the person who was translating it mm-hmm. And so he spoke for about 10 minutes and then after he spoke, I spoke for about oh not quite 10 minutes because, you know, but I, but I talked a lot about our city, uh, what it brings to the table internationally, our relationship with Yale that has had a strong relationship with Shangsha over a hundred years. Um, and, um, I talk about, you know, like our, our growth and our development and how important this relationship will be to our city, but that'll be mutually beneficial. And, um, Then after I finish my speaking, then we go up to another table that's set up on another rung and he sits in one seat. Well, we sit at the same time because, you know, we have to do that. They are very particular about these. Choreography. (laughs) Symbolism. Yeah. So we both sit at the same time. We both have um, our original forms that we we sign. And so I sign mine and then... I, he signs his and then we pass it to one another and we both sign.
0: And say, and, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sickness and health and nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that like? Uh, and being was, that sort of pomp and sort of, did you feel like a, a diplomat, like a head of state? What was that like?
1: Well, you know, I felt like it was a really uh, important moment. They took it very seriously and um, I thought that it was a, uh, um, a very important symbolic moment that was important, not just to us, but important to them as well. And, um, and, and I felt like it was, um, a worthwhile thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And so now we are officially sisters.
1: Now we're sisters. Or friends, as they like to say. Oh yeah, very strong friends.
0: Now you were there <laughs> with, um, Albertus Magnus's president, Mark Camille was on the trip. What right. was his role and what was Albertus looking for? When I, mean, I you, you have this great new relationship with Albertus, and I would argue with the new pre, newish presidents since you've been in there, um, Southern Connecticut, State University, Gateway, and Albertus have all had new presidents who seem pretty dynamic, trying to do more with the city together. And he goes with you on the trip.
1: Well, I think that one of the things, when you look at the numbers of international students, um, one, of the th- one of the things that I, I pointed out a lot is that 20% of Yells students are from other countries. And I
0: notice a lot of actually come from China. None number of my interns in recent years have been from China.
1: Yeah. And that, but they come from 117 nations around the world. Mm. Um, Albertus Magnus hardly has any. I don't think they oh. have any. And, and Southern has uh, not that many. And so I think that what he wanted to do was to develop strong relationships, particularly with Yali Middle School, which is the school that was founded by Yale, Um, and with the government itself, to entice um, people who want to come to the United States for education to come to Albertus Magnus. Oh,
0: okay. That sounds like an interesting pitch. And I was very interested in the fact that Taisha Walker was with you. She's the president of the board of Alders. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of watched her and a few other Alders. There's this class of 2011 with a whole bunch of new Alders, Mm -hmm. with sort of new talent coming up, a lot of women. That was reminiscent to me of 1987 when you and Elaine Brantford and Elizabeth McCormick and uh, Robin Krugman had sort of a new class of alder women, as we called them in the day, Mm -hmm. who did rise to take more leadership in the city. And, you know, Tysha had worked in a dining hall and then become a union steward. And Mm -hmm. now she's the president of the Board of Alders. And there she was on official delegation to China. What was her role?
1: Well, her role was um, she was representing the executive, I mean, excuse me, the legislative branch of our city. And a number of, um, because they have big delegations that meet with us, they have people who represent that branch of, of their government as well.
0: So she met with legislators?
1: Well, she met with, we all sort of met together, but, you know, like, it, she represented another aspect of our government that made it even that much more important to the Chinese, that we would oh. send our top two people to meet with them.
0: Cool, And then you also had someone from real estate, right? I forget who that was.
1: Uh, that was um, Rhoda, um, and I'm forgetting her last name. But
0: she real local realtor? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, that interested me because of Real Estate Investments Trust, REITs. I'm probably sp- pronouncing that one wrong too, R-E-I-T, right. where a lot of Chinese investors do invest in real estate in America. Mm-hmm. Was that her role? I mean, was there any talk there about specific investments? Maybe even just resales, you know, Randy Salvatore developer, he builds these projects and then he resells them, which isn't a problem. Just people who are more in the business of managing valuable properties that someone's built. He did that with the Devella. Was that kind of what was on the table with her role?
1: Well, I think so. As she was someone who was courting um, a number of people. Um, and I don't know for sure whether or not she was, uh, looking for investors. Okay, her name is Rhoda Boardman-Winnick. And um, she... I know that she reached out to a number of people. I, I'm not really certain whether okay. or not she was trying to put together a read
0: uh, At home, when people were following the trip, one question they did get was how much it cost a taxpayer. How was this trip paid for, and what did it cost?
1: Okay, so um, I think that... Um, for the New Haven delegation, and there were five of us, it cost about uh, 20000
0: Oh, it's all, including airfare?
1: Including airfare.
0: Transportation and lodging and everything?
1: Um, It was about 4000 Wow!
0: a piece. Wow. And was that paid out of general fund?
1: I, I, I'm i going to have to ask Mike Gormany. Okay, but kids. we did pay for, <laughs> so
0: we paid for five out of the 22. Yes. So we invested $20,000 to have a relationship with another big international city and possibly get... New investment in a bunch of companies here and maybe exchanges with engineers and possibly even people coming over here to work through city government in the engineering department. Yes. As well as really affecting our mayor's view on what's possible with transportation. Right. You went there thinking tunnels aren't our thing. And, of course, since I didn't go to China, Mm -hmm. I'm in that idea of can't do. I believe in America we have this can't do attitude toward infrastructure. Right. It costs too much. Too many people argue about stuff. Whereas in China, they just do it. They we talk about it. a 90 minute train ride to New York becoming 60 minutes and how impossible it is because of certain crossings, you'd have to redo the tracks. And there they just do, 100 what'd you say it was 190 uh, miles per hour train? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then uh, while you were gone, there was a different mayor in town. So usually the Board of Alders president is the mayor when, <laughs> when the mayor leaves. But you, we had our top two there, as you said. Yeah. And that was kind of fun. Mayor Monday last week was with Jeanette Morrison.
1: Oh, good. What did you the guys
0: she talked about, like, representing the city and being on call, how she'd been a social worker her whole career. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't feel she needed to do anything. She wasn't going in to make policy or ask mm-hmm. people to do anything. She said she was on call if there's a crisis, and she used to do that as a social worker. She, mm-hmm. she was there for DCF, Department of Children and Families. Mm-hmm. She, if there's a middle-of-the-night call, the hotline, and a child needs an emergency removed from a home, she had to stop everything she was doing and go there. Right. So she said, "Thank God she didn't need to do that." Because you remember 2013 mm-hmm. when there was our biggest snowstorm since the 1880s, the mayor was in Ireland. Oh,
1: that's and right. And the yeah. board of
0: Pre- all this president George Perez had to make some pretty important calls mm-hmm. about life-saving decisions mm-hmm. on how to deal with the snowstorm. Fortunately, that didn't happen when you were gone. But but Jeanette was definitely ready. Yep. She stopped in at City Hall and got kind of filled in what was going on at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe most visibly, she just represented so, we had this uh, new movie out about the World War I rescue dog. I know, and she got Sergeant dressed up. She got, she got in the spirit. <laughs> she dressed up like it looked kind of like a flapper. And she dressed up with these guys who were reenactors. And there mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, we had, while you were in China talking to people who want to come here and do business, she was on Temple Street with the reenactors saying, you know, New Haven, welcome. And, and, she, uh, <laughs> and she went to like some big concert that happened at the music hall to welcome the people to the city. So, I think the city was represented while you were gone.
1: I think, I, I think it's a, it was a great opportunity for her. And, you know, we felt like uh, the city was in good hands with her there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think she enjoyed it. She didn't have, you know, sometimes there were all these jokes in the mayor used to leave. I remember Stanley Rogers when he was the board. of Lady Stanley Rogers was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And he was the board holders president. And he made a big show when he was the mayor when he'd fill in. And, you know, it was very funny and mm-hmm. elaborate. This was very quiet under the radar. <laughs> but there but definitely was a mayor.
1: No, uh, yeah, I think that's important for the city.
0: So the other thing I wanted to ask you, Mayor Harp, about your trip to China which we're all living through vicariously today on May or Monday, was the whole geopolitical context. I love reading about China. I think it's the most fascinating place in the world right now. Mm-hmm. The most immediate context has been this move, just like our country and, and Western Europe and Eastern Europe toward more authoritarian government at the naval and a possible trade war between our countries that's been heating up. Mm-hmm. But I also think, as my brother does a lot of business in China, and it's like sort of the Wild West in terms of opportunity. That it's, been, that it's been such a fast-growing economy with the largest market in the world, mm-hmm. and a lot of Americans go there, and a lot of them come here in a way that's outside politics, in which a lot of is possible. A lot of opportunities are possible for business, for education, for exchange. Mm-hmm. What was that context like for you? When you were on that trip, you were aware at all of how much they monitor visitors, because I'm sure you were monitored, and, oh, yeah. and that lack of freedom there. What did you notice about that?
1: Well, you know, um, it was particularly in Beijing, you know, even here, you know, people don't realize it, but we know, watched everywhere. You have we have cameras in a lot of places. I, I, I didn't notice when I, before I was mayor and um, had to go down to the EO, EOC and see. All the- I
0: love that <laughs> bank over there. You kind of see like, you could just be mesmerized looking at what's happening <laughs> on every street corner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and that doesn't have, count
0: private security too.
1: They have five times, 10 times the amount of cameras and everywhere <laughs> you go, um, they take a picture of you. Um, and, you know, honestly, I didn't even realize that we were doing it now because I haven't been out of the country since last year, and I came in through Kennedy. but We came in through Newark. Um, you know, when you come back in, they are taking pictures of us now in the same way that um, they take pictures of everyone in, um, particularly noticed that in Beijing, we co- we crossed one corner, and I think there must have been 10 cameras on that corner. Uh pointed in every direction. Um, so you're being watched. And you know, I was talking to a, a young man who'd gone to Yale. He was from Los Angeles. And um, and he told me this thing. I didn't hear it when we were in Beijing or anywhere else. But he basically said that they, because there's there's no crime over there. You can imagine why you're being watched all the time. But at any rate, um, he said that what they do when people um, speed through a light or they uh, have trash in front of their yard or they drop trash, they get demerits. They get citizen demerits. Whenever you do something that is positive, you get points. And that, and I said, well, what difference
0: does it make? <laughs> <laughs> what do the points get you? You go meet the principal or not?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's exactly that, that he said, you know, if you have um, a lot of points, positive points, your kids get into better schools.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Can you imagine that? Oh my goodness! Uh, so it has nothing to do with with your, you know, your resources. It's the kind of citizen you are. But it's, I really felt in Beijing. Even it was a, we flew into this beautiful, beautiful, modern, beyond modern, um, airport that they built in two thousand and eight for the two thousand and eight Olympics. And um, what I noticed about it was that it was. There was no place you could hide in that in that place.
0: No privacy.
1: There was no privacy, and you know the the thing that's different about about China is that people interact in a much closer way than they do in the United States. Uh, you know, people kind of get closer to you. They it would be considered kind of a little bit inappropriate of, here space invasion
0: well you know listening to you mayor harp i'm thinking about the way we have such an individualistic and individual freedom ethic in our country we do and to pull back from a second from judgment judgment matters we have values we care about freedoms but we also care about communal interests pulling back from all the normative judgments on this in china it's not the same tradition right and many parts of the world that we have of the importance of individual freedom as opposed to collective interests
1: and I and, think it's a different model. And that's what I have to are keep pros telling and cons. myself. There yeah. are pros
0: and cons in that.
1: I had, to, I had to say to myself, you know, because the people there didn't seem morose. They seemed happy. Mm-hmm. So so whatever it is, is their sense of their lives, it's being met by that government. Do you the way we, I, mean? I do
0: know what you mean. Because when we think so much more narrowly about these questions, because it's how do they fit into our geopolitical conflicts. Whereas co- the real picture on the ground is a lot more complicated.
1: When I went to Yali uh, Middle School, which is a high school, uh, uh, the kids asked a lot about it. And it, it's taught by, uh, they have a lot of American teachers who come in for a couple of years and teach. And they have Chinese teachers, too. But uh, they learn both English and they learn, of course, Chinese. And um, they were very interested in in President Trump. And you How know so? the relationship with the United States and China. Yeah. I think they, they have some real fears about that. As
0: do we. Yeah. <laughs> One conversation while you were gone in this country was actually about that personal freedom and personal space. The um, big story in the country while you were gone was Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook testifying before Congress, which was fascinating. Mm-hmm. It turned out not to be explosive. turned out they couldn't really figure out how to ask him questions or understand how this stuff worked. Mm-hmm. But the really subtext is a growing awareness we have here. You had this awareness of all the cameras watching you but there's another layer to which we've lost our privacy, right. which is um, we're monitored actually by algorithms and big data yeah. through our apps and every move we make, every page we watch, where we're actually physically standing at a moment. And whether, you know, and, and actually, toward an end, necessarily for, not for government control that could lead there one day, but more like commercial control. And, uh, but I wonder what's going to happen to our private selves, because I do think there's a loss when there's not privacy.
1: But I think that what will happen is, you because know, you see these movies about people going off the grid, uh-huh. and um, I think more and more people are going to decide at some point to unplug from the grid. And
0: I read a lot of future <laughs> novels about that. You know, yeah. start with 1984, but even now, and the storyline always is you think you're going off the grid. But you're not. But you're not off the grid. They know what you're doing when the, when the key moment, that's always the, the um, climax to all these futuristic fiction pieces, which is when they finally have been watching you, and it's a battle over that.
1: And you know, honestly, even the banks, because you know, like they, they were saying, oh, you know, instead of getting your money here, uh, just use your bank card and get it in uh, uh, in China because China has one currency, Hong Kong has another, and it's you know, so so the bank knows where you are at, at all times.
0: As does Facebook, by the way.
1: And Facebook, too, but, you know, like,
0: <laughs> they do. And Google.
1: <laughs> and Google, and, you know, but the interesting thing is uh, China won't let Google into I know. China.
0: They want to control it. You yeah. have to play by the rules where the Chinese government gets to keep certain information out of people's hands, and they right. get to monitor what's being done.
1: Very so interesting times. It's really, it's really very interesting. The world is getting smaller and smaller, but there are these differences yeah. uh, around the way in which people interact with one another.
0: Mayor Harp, I'm going to let you go because you're getting back into business of New Haven. Anything <laughs> we left out that was a key moment from your trip?
1: Uh, you know, I think that the really the greatest, the most fun moment that uh, that I had was with the young people from uh, Yali. I mi- could tell, yeah, Yali Middle School. It was really a, a good experience, and uh, it's you know Yale University. I've got to say, um, the work that they did in China over a hundred years ago, um, knowing. And, and and having stuck with China through all of these iterations of government has really sort of uh, uh, led the way for us to have relationships no matter what happens in Washington. So uh, I'm grateful, and I think we should all be grateful for the work that Yale has done in fostering those relationships with China.
0: And we should thank Mayor Hart for the work she did in building bridges from our community in that same vein with Shang China, <laughs> and in Beijing and in Hong Kong. May we live in interesting times and may some of these fruits some of these seeds that were planted blossom into fruits of commerce and exchange between our two companies.
1: That's fantastic. I'm hopeful <laughs> to thank Almost you. Almost pulled that off.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today on Mayor Monday on WNHH Radio. And I'm sorry about the questions we did not get to. I did want to limit this edition to the China trip. I was just personally interested. All Maybe we'll ask you more about those next week. Anything more about New Haven we should be looking forward to in the next week?
1: I uh, can't think of anything. Doing the sweeps anything. in Fairhaven? Is that happening? Uh, we're going to do the sweeps in Fairhaven. We're going to be what meeting. Day? Um, you know, I think it's going to be towards the end of the month, around the 28th. But
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll be You'll be back it. to talk about it. Yes. All right. Mayor Harp, welcome back. You seem in great form. I tell you, if I were to travel 15-hour trips and going around like that, I would not be here all bright and sunny <laughs> on a rainy Monday morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Gateway Community College and and Moses PC for providing financial support. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience. Performing I wish. Oh, and Alexis wrote in with her cheers for the show. Thank you, Alexis. Anyway, we're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience. Performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. Now, we know what it's like to be free. Just got to remember book our flight. Book your flight with us all day and all night long here at WNHH, New Haven's Home for Community Radio.